This is Robert Balgach and welcome to the Black Swan Secrets podcast. Our focus here is to help you grow as a producer and as a business owner in the life insurance industry. Enjoy the ride. Disclaimer, past performance is not indicative of future results. Strategies discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for you and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular objectives, financial situation or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Good morning, good morning. Today is Tuesday, November 29th, the year is 2022. Great time to be alive. And today we have another exciting training sessions. So first of all, we're going to go over the number numbers, and then Coach K is going to have a nice little mindset uh, speech and a story that he's going to share with us. Okay, uh, but first things first, I'm going to go over the numbers. Uh, we had a really good day yesterday. I, th- I believe we had twenty nine applications in one day 29 so that's that's close to a record also it looks like from from an ethos reporting perspective equus uploaded a bunch of ethos apps that were submitted a couple of weeks ago maybe some ages did not report them so there is a lot of uh, a lot of new numbers okay and maybe some things were reported some things didn't but overall, we have 21 people all, already wrote business, and it's only Tuesday morning. Okay. So, and I believe also on the on Dick and Connie side, they all they they do have a brand new writer, which we'll cover at the end. So let's see here. This is you guys can see this, right? This is so far this week. Marsha Seacrest on the mission here, post-Thanksgiving push. Four apps, 6,500 already. Then Becca McKay is chasing her America bonus. She's very close there. Four apps, 5,480 already for her. Then uh, Bridget, Wonder Woman, three apps, 3,677. Then this is one of those Ethos apps with Maritza. Uh, Coach K already at four apps at 24.33. David Kennedy, this is another Ethos app. Uh, Jamar is now at three, 14.64. Shannon uh, Panagos, one app. This is again Ethos app from a couple of weeks ago. Larry Johnson had one. Mark Cormier had one. And I believe, let's see if Mark is here. Mark, are you there? Mark, can you just unmute yourself? I, I believe this was your first Ethos lead sale, if I'm correct. That's correct. Yep. Okay. I know you've been working hard on those. So tell tell the team about this experience. What happened? Uh, and it was a nice, easy one. Um, it was the third time around trying to get a hold of him. So, um, you know, it wasn't a, a one shot deal, but um, he, he just knew what he wanted. And uh, it was I, uh, just nice and easy. That's all I can say. <laughs> so paid for a couple of a uh, couple of weeks of leads, right there. Boom, one. Yeah. Yep. So good. If you can do one, Mark, you can do three, and then 
you can do a hungry. Okay. Uh, so that that's it. Then we have Mindy Davenport Langworthy had a couple of deals so far. Uh, Lando has one. Brian Foster, this is another Ethos deal. And then we have uh, John Moncress had another one. I think this is his number four working through the process. Then we have Dolly had one deal. Alicia Davis one. Tristan had one. Erica had one. Mark Anderson had one. Tina McNeil had one. So all of these things just kind of popped up at the last moment when you look at your business management. But overall, a really, really strong start of the week, which puts us on, on, on the projection here to have over 100 applications this week. And it could be a $100,000 premium week. Could happen. So, so really great momentum there. And uh, I'm just going to hand it over to Coach K now for his mindset tuesday go ahead coach all right let's do it so uh i was watching a, a video with a guy named landry fields robert you may remember that guy he was a, a basketball player he's now an executive with the hawks and he, he does a lot of mindset stuff with his team and he was talking about the hero's journey right and the hero's journey is uh by a guy named joseph campbell and what this guy did is he looked at all different types of uh stories across all types, types of uh, cultures and everything like that. And he found all these cultures have this hero's kind of journey story, right? And Star Wars is actually like a great example of that, right? It's like, you know, little Luke Skywalker trying to figure things out. And then he's like, I'm going to go rescue the, the universe or whatever. Goes through all kinds of uh, hardships. And, and, and then he, you know, basically finds himself, right? And you can look at all different stories like this, like the Matrix, biblical stories, all these types of things, right? And um, he was talking about this with with uh, with NBA players, right? And he said, you know, what happens in the beginning is they have what they call uh, conscious incompetence, right? And this is like uh, the, the kind of steps I'm going to break you through, uh, walk you through here are different things that you have in your progression as you get good at things, right? And uh, it's a it's a well known kind of psychological like framework here. And at that point where you have the conscious incompetence, that's where you're, um, you know, he talks about a basketball player. They're doing good. They're kind of young. They're going through high school and all these things, and they're doing good. They get to, and then they get to, um, they get to the pros, and then they kind of have their first pit. Right. And all of a sudden they're, they're not the top dog anymore. Um, it's not actually a lot of times you said when you get to NBA team, it's not as tight uh, of a knit group of people. Right. As well, compared to what they're used in the used to in the college atmosphere. And this is when things start getting hard. Right. And this is one of the things where he kind of keys in on guys and, and kind of tries to walk them through going through these pits here. And that that really starts, you know, sometimes you also get that sophomore slump, right? You get these people that come out and straight out the gate, they're on fire, right? And this is just like this business too, right? So you come in a lot of time, you, you start getting a few apps, you get lucky in the beginning, right? You get these layovers and then you kind of get into that sophomore rut, right? And then uh, you get into what they call the pit. And this is part of the hero's journey where, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, start going through a lot of adversity, right? And trying to figure things out. And that was, that was, you know, if you look at the matrix, you look at Neo, right? He was trying to figure out how to download all these things and, and become like V1, right? And it took him getting his head kicked in a bunch of times before he figured that out. 
right? And it's really the same thing in life and what we do here. But then you start to slowly develop those skills, right? And then you're like, okay, right? I got these skills. Okay, I can do this. And then from there, you get into what they call, and that's what you call conscious competence. It's like, okay, I know what I'm doing, right? I know that I can do this. And you start developing those skills. And then at the end, you get to the unconscious competence, right? And then that's when you're able to get into flow states and you just show up and it's just like consistent, right? If you look at top producers here, they're super consistent, right? They know that, hey, what they're going to show up, they're going to do this and they're going to get the results for the most part, right? And uh, they they talk about this, a guy named Stephen Pressfield, he's got a great book and it's the art of war the war of art there's two different books that are by that the, the, but uh, he talks about this that professionals show up even when they don't want to or when they're not feeling good and they still get the job done right and it's the same thing in athletics a lot of time people think that hey when you get to the uh to the championship game these guys are at their peak and they're really not they're pretty banged up when they get to that point right they're tired they're injured. They've been through a lot, a lot of bumps, scrapes, and, and bruises along the way. And they, they still find a way to get it done because they're professionals, right? And one of the things that uh, Mr. Landry there, Landry Fields, was talking about was that you can't fight your way through the pit, right? And we all got that, got those moments where we go through the pit. You got to find your way through it, right? And you got to accept where you are and you got to start just developing those skills along the way, right? And I'll tell you, I went through a pit this summer and I, I was struggling. And my issue was, is my show rate was garbage. I was like, what the hell is going on? And what had happened is I was switching some things. Right? I was trying to be like other people and it wasn't working for me. I was like, okay, well, let's go back to the fundamentals here and figure out what's going on. So I looked at my numbers. I'm like, this is my weak point. I'm like, I'm getting like no one to really show up here. I don't know what's going on because I used to get everybody showing up and I went back. I was like, I got to start getting back to the fundamentals of what works for me. And I was looking at as many resources as I could to figure out different ways to, to make that happen again. Go back to my fundamentals, got good at that. And boom, everything started turning around. Right. And just going from there. Um, so, you know, the thing is with the pits, though, is this is what this is where the good stuff happens. Right. And this is actually where most people quit. But this is actually the most important part that's going to lead you to taking things to that next le level. Uh, there's a sports psychologist out there. His name is Brett Ledbetter. And he, he actually works with uh, the Special Forces and the Navy SEALs. And the whole point of Navy SEALs tra uh, training is they try to actually traumatize the guys. And the reason they do that is they need to get them to that point where they're in the pit and they got to figure out how to get out of it. All right. Now, this business is the same deal, okay? You're going to go into that pit, you're going to get traumatized, and you're going to be like, God damn, I don't know if I can do this, right? Or you're going you're gonna to have those hard times, right? But that pit is part of the journey that you've got to get through, right? And you've, you guys have talked, to, uh, heard me talk about the four C's, right, with Dan Sullivan. He talks about this, right? You've got to have that courage to go through those hard times. And courage does not feel good, but that's also where the most important part is that you start to develop those skills. Then you start to develop those skills, you start getting good, and then you have confidence from that. You get confidence and you get good at things by going through the hard times, right? 
And here's what I think happens to a lot of people is they go through hard times, they quit, they go somewhere else, and then they run into that same block again. It's going to keep showing up in your life until you figure it out, right? Whatever that is, right, for you. So um, that's, that's really the name of the game in terms of just getting through those different pits out there. Um, I was going back through through one of my other books here uh, by a guy named Harvey Dorfman, who you guys heard me talk about, and he was a, a baseball uh, sports psychologist, and he and he was talking about this with like a lot of players, right? And uh, they they would they would have all these times where they got into these pits, and a lot of the times it was it was different things for different players, right? But he talked about this one player who wasn't that great, and <laughs> the home fans didn't like him that much, and you get up to the uh, to the to the to bat and the fans would start chanting his batting average which was garbage right that's rough right but the whole crowd would start chanting his batting average and he's like that really got to me um you know he had other guys that were like he just felt uh that they would sign big contracts and then they felt that pressure and everything like that but it, the reason they were feeling that is because they're looking at all the outside things versus just focusing in on showing up and doing the fundamentals every single day and getting better at the fundamentals right uh, you know, you guys uh, heard me uh, earlier this year uh, when I was uh, there was the uh, letter that Ray Allen wrote to his younger self. Right. And uh, it's one of my favorite things ever. And he's like, this is what I tell my younger self. And he said, you know, you look at the all stars out there and he's like, the thing that makes an all star compared to the other day, all the other uh, players out there is they show up every single day. And they work on the fundamentals and getting better and better at those things. He's like, they do the boring things over and over again and work on getting better at those things. Right. And he goes, that is what sets them apart. All right. And if you, you heard like, you know, Kobe Bryant working every day uh, to really go out there and, and get better. Right. That guy was notorious uh, for doing that. Right. And just one other thing with, with Kobe Bryant, I'll, I'll share this. This is really interesting too. And I think this is like a great life lesson. Um, I actually never really liked Kobe Bryant that much until he retired. And, and here's, here's the story with that. So, you know, I always saw that guy being like, all right, this guy's always in controversy all the time. It's like, doesn't matter who the hell shows up. He's like, he's having all these things. Right. And so, uh, you know, his coach, Phil Jackson would have issues with them. And I read two of Phil Jackson's books and Phil Jackson didn't really have great things to say about him at times in these books. Right. And then, you know, Shaq, you know, he was kind of like a, a lovable personality would have problems with them and, and everything like that. And uh, these things would happen and, and whatever. So, um, but he, I never really knew Kobe's side of the story until he came out and after he retired, he told his side of the story. And I thought this was really revealing. So what had happened was he said, first off, one of the reasons I have problems with those guys is we had all agreed that if we were having issues, we kept it in house and we didn't talk about these things. And those guys did not do that. Right. And went to the press, they would say things, they put in the books and whatever. And so he's like, so that, that was one of the issues, but gave the example where he was playing one season and uh, it, he was younger and the whole offense was going through Shaq. He was like the guy right in L.A. And then Shaq gets hurt. Right. And then Phil Jackson's like, OK, Kobe, we're running it through you. And then, uh, you know, Shaq is healing up and getting better. But Kobe starts going on a run. 
And I believe he starts going on a run. I think it was 30 points or more a game. And he was going on this run. It was like game after game after game. And then Shaq comes back. But then Shaq is like not getting involved. And he's kind of feeling like down in the dumps and you kind of put on the attitude. Phil Jackson's like, look, Kobe, we got to get Shaq involved. We got to get, you got to get him involved. And he's like, okay. And so uh, what happened was uh, Kobe was about to break the record for the most consecutive 30 point games. Right. And he was about to do it and he passed the ball to Shaq to score. And then he substituted himself out and sat on the bench. And he did that as, uh, as like a symbolic thing to everyone, you know, that this is, we're a team here. Right. And that's a story that no one really hears about. Right. And so they go on, they win the championship. And then um, Kobe calls like Shaq, like after they win the championship a few days, like a few weeks later, is like, hey, we got to start working. We got to do this and that and the other thing. And Shaq says to him, well, I know I don't have to work that hard this season because I know how hard you're working. And then that's when he said he had a huge problem. Right. And that's when everything started, started falling apart there. And I really, and he's like, listen, the only time I had problems with players was when they weren't showing up and putting in the work. He's like, if you showed up and put in the work, we weren't going to have a problem. And I thought that was really revealing is, is that you, when you hear everybody's side of the story and all the things that went on and why they did what they did and how things went on, it's, it's pretty interesting. And it's, you know, you can never trust the press. <laughs> I've learned that uh, just with, personally with uh, small things and experiences in my life as well. But I thought it was a, a great story as well um, that I wanted to share there too. So uh, that's what I, I got to say at that. You're going to go through the pits, uh, but you just got to keep working your way through it. And uh, that's, uh, that's all I get to say there. Yeah, going through the pits. That's why I always like to say, enjoy the ride because it's going to be a lot of pits. But as you do this for many, many hours, you end up being unconsciously competent. And then, you know, then, you know, Erica and two can talk to anybody and something good is going to happen there. You know, <laughs> Marsha is going to do the same thing. You know, Carrie Wysom, Lee Corbett, and we can just go down the list of everybody. Bridget Ingwa, I, I remember how much she struggled and she had a lot of pits, a lot of pits. And now look where she is doing it part-time, 150,000. It's crazy. So, uh, Deacon Connie, you raised the hand. Go ahead. Just wanted to, before we hung up, uh, give the recognition um, to Andrew Carum for getting his two apps uh, applications last week. Uh, both Ethos and uh, Andrew's going to be uh, on an awesome trip uh, the whole month of uh, December and part of January. So. He'll be out of the out of pocket then, but um, just really proud of him for sticking with it, um, getting through the beginning part, which, you, you know, how many times does Carrie tell us you have to get through those hard times? And in light of what he just said uh, to us about Colby and Shaq and everything, um, I got to confess, I wasn't a Colby Bryant fan either, yeah. but to hear that story he just told about passing the ball. Now I'm going to have to look up to see whether or not he ever made the record. Um, so anyway, uh, hats off to Andrew and thanks, Carrie, for this uh, mindset reminder today. I also wanted to say, uh, following up on what Carrie just said, you know, amateurs practice till they get it right. Professionals practice till they never get it wrong. And that's one of the keys to it. So if you are doing that struggling right now, 
And, you know, putting in the activity, what happens with that? It's just like doing reps, lifting weights. You know, you just get stronger and stronger and stronger because you put in the time and put in the effort. And that's what we need to do here too. Putting in the reps will make a difference. Now, practice does not make perfect. You've heard me say that a dozen times, but perfect practice does. I've had a number of calls this week where people were calling saying, hey, I'm doing this, but it's not working. And we just tweaked a couple of little things to make the practice perfect rather than just practicing. So keep that in mind this week. We're here to help. We're here to guide you through these rough waters. And yeah, there are flat spots. There really are. I mean, that's just part of, there's flat spots in life. And um, sometimes in life, you kind of covered up with other activities, but this one here, you got to get paid. So we got to do the activity and we got to do it right. And we're here to help. That is it. And, and talking about helping rookie roundtable is just a critical piece of the whole helping. And uh, Lee Corbett, what do you have on, on the menu for rookie roundtable today? We're probably going to do some more deep dive into uh, <clears throat> dealing with those, those leads as we're getting more people on them. Um, obviously, we're seeing some return on that practice. So we're going to work on that some more because, once again, uh, we know that going into December, we'll be cutting back on the other leads because of um, the mail. So we want to make sure everyone is as adequate and proficient at those leads as possible um, because it's a great opportunity. We see a lot of new folks that are closing some pretty good premium on those. So we're going to tackle that really. That is it. Yes, it's, we, are, we are entering a very interesting part of the whole year. In December, a lot of people just say, oh, you cannot sell insurance in December. Those are the same people who didn't listen to Michael and two who sold the deal on Thanksgiving afternoon, Thanksgiving day afternoon, right? And I just wanted to show you guys, let me see here. We're going to be putting more and more training into your CRM here. And, and one of the pieces here, I just logged in into, into uh, I think it's Marsha's. Okay, so we are putting more and more here and how to deal with ethos leads. So everybody on the CRM has this access now. And if you go and click here, I plugged in two of these trainings that Lee, Lee was talking about, part one and part two. Okay, and it's really... If you want to be serious about, about it, you just have to go and practice. You have to do more shots than everybody else, like Kobe did. And uh, you reminded me, carry on, you know, when I think it was his first playoff game, and he was still a rookie, big chip on his shoulder, and then he airballed. I forget exactly what happened, but he airballed the game-winning shot, and he was so upset, he was the first guy in the gym the next day. And just keep shooting and shooting and shooting. So that's what winners do. Practice, practice, practice. So we're going to make this easy for everybody. It's part of the CRM now. Go and practice, attend Rookie Roundtable. And next thing you're going to wake up like John Moncrest did from zero to four apps in two weeks. Over 4,000 written for John. Never sold insurance before. Carly Stahl, never sold insurance before. $10,000 in the last two weeks. Kind of nuts. Kind of nuts. 